Okay, so last time we talked, well, we're still talking about Psalms 4. Last time we talked about Psalms 4 and 1. Um, so just to kind of reiterate, Psalms 4 in general, the ESV version. Uh, answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness, you have given me relief. When I was in distress, be gracious, be, be gracious to me and hear my prayer. Oh man, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart for for the, uh, set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call him, call to him. Four says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Six says, there are, there are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and, and wine abound. Eight says, in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. Oomph. Nope. Psalms 4 and 4. Uh, begin to reiterate, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your bed and be silent. Say like, excuse me. Okay. Um, try not to try to speak over me or start the conversation unless I give you a clear direction to start. Um, and be submissive. So is everything okay? Are you okay? Don't put your foot on me. <laughs> All right. Um, let me just get my mind right because I don't want to. I don't want to go off on anybody. <laughs> well, it does. Lord, please help me. Lord, please help me. This is being angry and Lord, please help me. We're talking about please angry and sin and not. All right. So when I say that's enough, that's enough. That's enough. No more. So you. You better. We're talking about. I'm looking at you for a reason. Talking about anger right now. Oh, you just going. What we're talking about. My, I'm, my eyes are piercing through your face hole. You're you're I'm piercing you. I'm right on through right now. It's okay to be angry, but don't sin. And that's happening. You're sinning? Never- I'm not sinning. I'm justified. I ain't sinned yet. Well, if you're piercing. Enough! <laughs> no more! <laughs> Is this an outburst of anger right here? Mm-mm. You ain't seen outbursts yet. <laughs> the Lord saved me from that. I ain't did that in years. Psalms 4 and 4, uh, be quiet next time. Put your hand down. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your hearts on your beds and be silent. Say la. Think, reflect. Um, immediately I thought about be angry yet do not sin or be angry and sin not from Ephesians 4 and 26. It says be angry and yet do not sin and do not let the sun set upon your anger. Uh, my notes, like just my intro notes. I was kind of noticing for Psalms uh, 4 and 4 has a tie back or kind of like a relationship just in wording uh, to Psalms 4 and 46 and 10. Mm -hmm. I think they're related. I said so the focus of the focus in 46 and 10 is to be well, you know, let me kind of start down here because uh, some of the commentary, I think Ellicott's commentary for English readers was talking about the word commune, which kind of partly talks about uh, let the still hours of the night bring calmer and, and wiser thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that was dope. And then it, it went on to kind of talk about um, be still. And that part about be still was um, resonant in uh, Psalms 46 and 10. Uh, but I noted that in Psalms 46 and 10, it's a different word. Um, 
from Psalms uh, 4 and 4. So in Psalms 46 and 10, when they say be still, it means to sort of sink or relax, um, become re- more relaxed and be in a relaxed state. Whereas in Psalms 4 and 4, it's talking about being silent. So it's kind of different. And so the rest of my notes kind of talk about the focus in Psalms 46 and 10 is to be still and sort of let go because you're talking about be still and know that I am God. Be still and mm-hmm. let go, be still and trust. Uh, whereas in 4 and 4, it's being still and being silent. Um, so this kind of brings more completion to the idea of being still, like relaxing. I think when we were talking in 4 and 1 last week, Psalms 4 and 1 last week, we were kind of talking about, um, it just slipped my mind, like the, the specific point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I think it'll come back to me. Um, this complete thought or action of, of, of or approach to reflecting, like reflecting on what God has done, what God can do, um, and kind of going back to reiterating the point about Psalms 46 and 10, be still and trust, let go, mm-hmm. versus be still and ponder, think, reflect, discuss within, as the verse will make clear mm-hmm. uh, later on. So I just kind of thought that was dope. So any other thoughts before we move on? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this is it's interesting that you bring up this because... I was, you were in my live the other day when I was talking to somebody, they said, when when we were talking about the difference between, they said, um, they don't like when we call certain emotions good and certain emotions bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it make, it, it, basically when you call an emotion bad, it's as if you don't need to feel it or you shouldn't be feeling that emotion. And so then we, you know, we went on to have like that whole conversation. Because you were talking about like positive and negative emotions. Yeah, positive and negative emotions, yeah. Because I think they made the point about jealousy can be both good and bad. I said that. Or I guess you Yeah, because I was trying to prove to him that there are positive and negative emotions. Like there is never a time when being grateful, when you can be too grateful. You know what I'm saying? But you can be too angry. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be too jealous. Like you... Like, and I was making the point that those emotions, every emotion has its time. I mean, I suppose you could be too happy or too grateful. You don't want to stay there too long because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it will. Uh, oh, I was actually reading that if you're people who stay in, in, in states of happiness too long, they they begin to make reckless decisions. Like, yeah. uh, like. Uh, uh, Which you're kind, of, you're kind of referring to that the opposite with stress. Like if you stay stressed too long, you stay in that state too long, something like negative happens. Well, yeah, but I'm specifically talking about being happy, like the positive ones. Yeah. So like if you stay happy for too long, people make decisions like uh, racing down a, uh, like they just start to make reckless decisions, like racing Mm -hmm. down a highway um, at the highest speed you can go, you know, at four o'clock in the morning or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, like they just begin to be reckless because they're they're on such a hat, they're on such a high all the time that they feel like they're just optimistic like oh nothing nothing can happen yeah you know so but with the with the negative emotions it's like you you have to feel them because that's usually where a shift happens that's mm-hmm. usually where growth happens mm-hmm. in you you know it's it it says be angry and say not you can be angry but reflect on that yeah you know what i'm saying understand why is this thing making me angry yeah is it because of something in me? Is it unresolved feelings that I have from, from a situation that may have happened? Yeah. Is it that, you know, 
I need to really pay attention because these people are actually disrespecting me mm-hmm. and I need to either get away from these people or, you know, whatever, deal with it in some other form or, or, or way. Or, you know, is it, you know, just what is it? Like, why is this situation making me angry and what can I do to not put myself back in this position? Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, that's, that's, that's immediately what I thought. Um, that, that conversation that we had with that guy yeah, and, uh, and just how you deal with the anger. So, Cause since it's talking about anger specifically, yeah. how you deal with that anger, cause you can have it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be angry. Yeah. It's an emotion that God put in us. Yeah. So it's there for a reason, but you just can't stay there. Yeah. You can't dwell on the anger because then it begins to fester and become something else. You know, and then you begin to act on, you know, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like lust. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an emotion that God put into us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, to lust and it has its place though. Yeah. You know, it has its place within marriage between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So you can lust after your significant other. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be there. Yeah. But in other places, you are supposed to have that in check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't just let that just run free wherever and however you want it to no like you can lust just after your partner you know that's like i think that's an interesting uh point because like i think so many times we want things to be we want it'd be easier for things to be black and white Mm. um like oh you know if i'm gonna lust i want to lust for everything Mm. or i don't want to lust at all and like that's that's your that's your yeah, you got to have some discipline. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, like, you got to work on that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, you know, Christianity, like true Christianity and really a true relationship with God, then we're talking about discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't care what other people do. Mm-hmm. If you're not dis- like the Bible talks about knowing people by their fruits, mm-hmm. bro, if you're not disciplining or working to discipline yourself, if people I think people can respect you more if they see a consistent uh, attempt to discipline over time, you, that's something that you have to do. You have to be focused on disciplining. And the more you break down, that's why the Bible talks about studying to show yourself approved. The Bible, and I don't like the more I read it and I and I break it down. I don't think Paul meant study to show yourself approved in like yes. rightly dividing the word and and being able to give a, an, an account. Mm-hmm. But I think people are are taking give an account as a way to to throw the bible mm-hmm. out at people and and yes there's an element of responding and saying why well, don't do this because of this or the bible doesn't the bible say this or doesn't the bible mm-hmm. say this there's an element of responding mm-hmm. with the bible but i also think when it talks about rightly dividing the word there's an element of saying i'm digging in to try to understand how i can be better i need to get to the heart depending on where i am i need to get to, to the heart of the matter of what this is trying to say so that i can implement this in my own life mm. there's a lot of like i guess like we're finding out by breaking down this verse by verse thing you know we think that we can just go over and, and sometimes i guess you can you can go over a full chapter and be like well today we're going to go over this chapter mm. but there's so much what we're, i guess what we're finding is that there's so much detail and so much meat mm-hmm. and just like looking at this verse and, and studying like a few words and you're like man if the bible is catching me on Psalms 4 and 8 or Psalms 4 and 4 or Psalms 4 and 1 and I can talk for 45 minutes on any one verse then there's a lot of meat to grab there's a lot of opportunity to change there's a lot of opportunity to to evolve 
by doing so. So, I mean, I think that's, um, I think that's pretty dope. So kind of looking at the pulpit commentary, kind of just kind of basically, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do a, a super deep dive. I just, just going with what, um, uh, Bible hub says, mm-hmm. or the, the commentaries that Bible hub brings up, um, the pulpit commentary, I think refers to how, um, the Septuagint renders it stand in awe and sin not, um, and that that's a that's a stand in all part. Um, be angry and do not sin. Uh, let me see. Uh, and be still. Um, is, I think is what they're talking about. The word they're talking about is sort of to be a, like because the word be still there is mm-hmm. talking about being astonished or being dumb. And I'm gonna I, I'll expand on that in just a second. But be angry and do not sin. Of course, sanctioning of of Saint Paul, Ephesians four and twenty six, like we just talked about. Um, Basically, warning against excessive anger and undue violence. And I have a note that says having restraint. Um, furthermore, in Paul's in Ephesians 4 and 26, Paul says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Um, and at the end of Psalms 4, 4 and 4, you have the Selah, the pause, which often means to reflect. Um, make it the subject, like the commentary says, make it the subject of consideration. Uh, in a world like we talk about all the time in the world where it's like, or in the U.S. at least we're talking about fast pace. The Bible is constantly, it's crazy, constantly telling you to slow down. Mm-hmm. So when I think, again, when we're talking about stress, anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. I think it's because possibly we're going too fast. Like there's so much at the very, in a very simple way, we're going too fast. And the, again, talking about that, talking about that Sabbath day, that rest day to, to relax and get your mind straight. When you push yourself to the brink of of hard work all the time mm-hmm. and you don't have a rest day because whether it's people pushing you and I understand, mm-hmm. man, been being out in the industry and stuff like that and working <laughs> or whatever, or not even being in the industry, but like working without a college degree where, you know, they want you to, however many shifts that you want to pick up, you want to, you know, do double shifts for a full week. They'll let you do it as long as they got the schedule covered. They yeah. don't care, yeah, you know, sure. so it's. If you work seven days a week, they'd be like, oh, well, if you say you got it, because people are going to take their own time for rest. And I just wish we had an environment or a place in the U.S. And hopefully I can create something like that, a place in the U.S. for real rest, true rest, Mm -hmm. not rest with caveats, but like real rest. Like if this is your day off, it's your day off. If these are man, if it's two two days off, it's two days off. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, I'm not going to call you. I don't want you thinking about work. And I want to prepare you for this Mm -hmm. weekend. I don't want you going going home and being like, oh, man, I got so many things to do. Yeah. I want to be able to prepare you for this weekend. Um, but not to belabor that point, I like, you know, kind of going back to this excessive anger and undue violence, mm-hmm. having some restraint. Because I talk about all the time, the reason that we do the things that we do is because we don't care enough about each other. The reason the world is the way the world is, is because we don't care enough about each other. We don't respect one another enough. We don't have restraint enough. And having restraint, and I guess I was just talking to my brother about this, like having restraint doesn't mean that you can't say anything to people. Mm-hmm. We just got to be more emotionally intelligent and better at learning how to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. I still have reservations about this. I have reservations about that. But my reservations can be said in a way that you get the point, you hear me, and you've responded. Maybe I still don't like you moving forward with this, but you've responded in a way mm-hmm. that you've let me know and you've explained your philosophy or your you're thinking fully yes. so that we're kind of on the same page. Um, and if we really had some, rest- some restraint or we really cared for one another, 
there wouldn't be so so much violence uh, in the world. I think that there that undue violence wouldn't be so much violence in the world toward one another because when you're so focused on yourself, yes. it's all about what I want. Did you have anything that you want to add on that? Um, yeah, I have a lot of stuff. I want to say, um, I think I don't have a lot of things mastered. And God, please, I know you're listening. Please do not test me. <laughs> please do not test me. But um, I would. I think this is one thing that I and you can. You can. I mean, you've been with me for ten years, so you can like definitely tell me like, no, girl, you don't have this. But I think the the pause, the Selah. In this, like as far as like the anger is concerned, mm-hmm. is something that I have probably ninety five percent. I'm not gonna say a hundred percent, God, because I don't want you to come for me. But I would say that this is something that I've like ninety five percent mastered because I literally like when I'm angry with somebody, I do not want to talk in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like I do not, I can't because I don't know what's gonna come out. Like, I really don't. (laughs) Like, I I don't. Like, I don't know what's going to come out of me. I don't want to say something that I'm going to want to, that I'm going to want to take back and then I can't take it back because it's already out there. I don't want to, you know, move in a way that in that moment is something that I'm going to regret moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I take too much time sometimes and I think I've learned to dial that back. But I'm like the queen of... I'm mad right now. Give me a moment. Let me sit with this and I'll get back to you. Let me say lie. Yes. Like, let me say lie because let me, let me get my thoughts together. Mm -hmm. Let me sit with this. Let me get myself together. Let me figure out. We were talking about, I was talking about this with True today. Let me figure out how I actually feel. Let me figure out, because I think she says that her boyfriend does this to her a lot. He said, he, he tells her, um, let me even figure out if this even has anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why I'm mad, because it might not even really have anything to do with you. But if I take it out on you in the moment, now you mad. Now I didn't create something in between us. I didn't say some stuff to you. I didn't took my anger out on you. You better get off my back. And it ain't even about you. You know, it's just about <laughs> something that happened at work. But now we mad and fighting over a toothbrush. <laughs> You know, we just got in there with the tussle. (laughs) Just tussle. You know, so it's like you know, I might come back and and give me give me an hour and I and we I'm good. Like we we good. I'm just mad about work. I gotta hold you accountable for what you did an hour ago, though. (laughs) Let's circle back. But really learn what you said you learned. Let's circle back. But you know, if I just was to take a moment and just be like, hold on, you know, just let me let me go figure out my emotions. Just give me, let me go sit with it for a little bit. Then that, that real, I honestly feel like that solves so many problems that if people would do that more yeah, and then look within themselves at, and really sort out how they feel and why they feel that way. And mm-hmm. the reasons why it's valid for you to bring it to this person. I really feel like that would help so many arguments that happen mm-hmm. and so, so much conflict that happens in the world. Yeah, that's true. Um, go ahead. No, go uh, ahead. Did you have something to say about? No, what I was just going to say you've been talking for two minutes. Boy, and I've been reflecting that that needs to stop. Anyway, you're the woman. I'm the man. Um, and then I also wanted to say, uh, speaking to people, like when you're when you're talking. Did you write this down? Yeah. Like before this or while I was talking? While you talk. <laughs> but I also wanted to say when you speak to people, um, like when you're angry mm-hmm. with people. I think another thing that people lack is respect. Yeah. 
because you can be angry with somebody, but if you don't respect that person, mm-hmm. they feel that. Yeah. And that is where a lot of the um, tension comes from. But it's also like, people. should I, re- sh- like, it, I, I, like, I like that point because it's like, if I don't respect them, we can either say, oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you don't respect, if you don't respect me, we don't need to be in a relationship of any kind. But it's like, should you respect people? Is this something that you either don't need to be in relationship with this person or do you need to get better at respecting people? Do you need to train yourself to get better? Because, you know, you can have a personality that doesn't respect people just because you're that type of person that doesn't respect anybody. Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe that's something that you can get better at. Learning how to listen, learning how to respect people more. So in the good times, Mm -hmm. it's great. But like in the bad times, I disrespect you. You got to get better at that. Because, but, well, think about it. When when you respect somebody, so like let's say, um, like a teacher mm-hmm. or something that you that you may have, yeah, or somebody who's training you, like a like a like a supervisor or something like that, you got mad respect for them, mm-hmm. you know. So are you gonna be raising your voice to them and and going off on them and just saying whatever to them? No, like no, you're not gonna do that. So why would you do that to your husband or your wife? Mm-hmm. If you say you respect this part, this is supposed to be a person you supposed to have the, supposed to have the most respect for yeah. in your entire life. Right. So like, why would you disrespect them in that way to raise your voice to them and to speak to them in a way? I'm not saying that you can't argue, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that you can't like, you know, express yourself and you know, it's going to get heated sometimes, but it's like, if you wouldn't do it to the people outside, why would you do it to the people in your family? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you can't respect the people that are closest to you and not raise your voice and not, and it's not even just the raising your voice, but that's the thing to me that's like super disrespectful. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm using that example. Yeah. But like, if you can't respect the people that are the closest to you to not raise your voice and to not figure out a way to communicate with them effectively to where they get your point without you yelling. Yeah. Like, then that's a problem inside you. Yeah. You know, that's a problem. Like, you can't... Like, I hear people say a lot... Um, it's usually, like, people of, like, from different countries that, like, I've met, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, Britain or, or France or something. Yeah. They always say, why do Americans cuss so much? And, you know, Americans will um, reply and just be like, oh, like, you know, it just adds more emphasis we to... Sucks. Because huh? we're thugs. <laughs> they say it, it just adds more emphasis to like what we're trying to say. And but and then they'll be like, well, why not just learn new words and just be more um when I can cuss you out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the point? No. But it's like, why not just learn more words and just like be they say um people who cuss a lot are just uh they don't um, we don't have a don't. big vocabulary. Yeah, they you don't, don't know how to express. Perfect. No, I express myself perfectly. You got the message. <laughs> I mean, sit down somewhere. But I feel like even with that, it's kind of like the same thing. I feel like, well, you're yelling because you lack communication skills. <laughs> I'm yelling because I'm just that upset. <laughs> and because you lack respect. You lack respect yeah. and you yeah, lack communication true. skills. Yeah, that's not good. You know, it's like, you know, if you, and it's like, if you're just going around if you, and you're like, well, F this person and F that person and yeah. F you too. Well, you don't have respect for nobody and that's a problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that's a problem. And that's not going to get you far in life. If you, if people know, people recognize when you don't respect them. Maybe they need that disrespect sometimes. Now, some people Maybe need disrespect it. like it sets you mm-hmm. in your place sometimes. I mean, some people, hey, look, if you're going to disrespect me, you know, I can, hey, look, I, I don't have to have respect for you either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But also, once again, having that, uh, that discipline mm-hmm. of, you know what, depending on who's looking yeah. and who else may be affected by this, yeah. just having the, the wherewithal to think beyond your emotions yeah. and what's going to happen after this. Yeah. You know, like, am I going to be, is this going to, okay, so I went off on this one person, mm-hmm. you know, is this going to be, because you never know who you're going to need in the future. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're going to need. I That's mean, true. the world is, the way that the world works is crazy and it's like every time that I've lost my cool it always bites me in the behind like because mm-hmm. I, I don't really lose my cool very often remember that one time when I was in um I was in my undergrad and I was in that group project mm-hmm. and everybody was doing everything wrong and it yeah. was getting on my nerves and um I lost my cool one time mm-hmm. one time I don't remember what I said but I said something it was in a tech it was in the group chat and like literally lost the whole respect of everybody and like I couldn't get it back and like nobody was listening to me and I was even more frustrated and it didn't solve anything yeah instead of instead of me holding it together and I always feel like that I always feel like oh when somebody else says something crazy then you know people just kind of be like oh that's just them but when I say something all of a sudden it's a huge problem you know everything falls apart because like, I think it's 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 part of it's like how you've established yourself mm-hmm. in the group. Sometimes, um, you know, you might establish yourself as one who is a certain type of way, mm-hmm. um, just because of it. You don't you don't see it. You just see yourself as, hey, I'm this type of person. Uh, and so, when people hear you go off, like it makes an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like you say, man, there's plenty of group projects that you get on with folks, and folks are talking talking crazy, doing crazy stuff. And you're trying to give because I think you start off in group projects. You start off with respect for everyone. Like yeah. we're trying to, but it's like you don't show up, or you talking like this person's not showing up, so I don't respect them for that. Mm-hmm. Or this person is like doesn't know how to work with a group. They're talking crazy, so I don't really respect them for that. And so, like you say, you get more frustrated because a part or a portion of your character is, that you need to work on has been exposed, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. And it's good that if you learn it early mm-hmm. so that you can learn to work on it. Um, yeah. But uh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say like, but like, like that, <laughs> that, that, that discipline, like you have to understand that letting that, letting that go sometimes like people sometimes you don't understand, like even though people may be disrespecting you, mm-hmm. sometimes they hold you to such a high regard. Yeah. And you don't even recognize and you break that because sometimes just because like, you know, I do crazy stuff and like I talk about a lot of crazy stuff, but people still regard me as a married Christian woman. Yeah. You know, they they see me as a married Christian woman and, you know, they may not want to, but that puts me up on a pedestal somewhere in their mind. Well, it's it's like they 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 kind of say, like, you're the best of us because. Mm-hmm. People always see the this mistakes within themselves mm-hmm. and they say, man, I, you know, I feel like I'm not there and it feels like she is. And even though like you have your own mistakes or things that you know that you're battling with internally, mm-hmm. it's just a respect of 
you know, she's, you know, she's not doing as bad as she, you know, as you may not be doing as bad as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm still struggling with my own stuff, but I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually, there's actually some, some progress relative to other people and it's not a flex. It's just people see themselves and they say, you know what? You seem to be doing a lot better relative to me. And I think that should give you a level of encouragement mm-hmm. to kind of know that you, I am going down the right way. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I think that this idea of meditating or thinking back and I, and like, I like some of the verses that they use, they use Psalm 63 and six, when I remember thee upon my bed, uh, and meditate on thee in the night watches. Man, that's one of my, like, that's one of the verses that I like to think about, like very paraphrased in my mind, mm-hmm. but that I meditate on, on you in the night watches. I remember you on my bed and in the night watches. And it's crazy that the Bible talks a lot about meditating at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, like, is nighttime supposed to be a time of relaxing when everything is supposed to be done? But it's like, when I lay down at the end of the day, when everything, at the summation of everything for the day, when I lay down, I'm reflecting. Psalm 77 and 6 says, I I call to remembrance um, my song in the night. I commune in my own, with my own heart and my spirit, uh, and and my spirit made made a diligent search. So, again, this idea of meditating thinking you need time to meditate you need time to think of course i highlighted you know they highlighted psalms 46 and 10 like we talked about be still and know uh, that i am god uh but just that idea of be silent be still reflect know trust and that's what i was going to say about uh psalms 4 and 1 that we talked about that i took away from last week when uh, i think psalms 4 and 1 was talking about Answer me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. When it was talking about, he was asking for God to give him relief in distress. Distress being that narrow place. Um, Give me relief. Give me a wide margin like we talked about. And so I think what I was trying to say earlier is that that sort of that 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 the the contrast. I'm in a tight place in my distress. Um. But I need you to give me wide space when I ask you that. Give me when I say relief, give me a wide space, give me a wide open space. And what I was going to say in comparison to 46 and 10 and four and four is that this this is kind of all of these together are they're They're providing this complete picture of this dependency on God to untangle the stressors in your life by reflecting, being intentional about reflecting on what happened in my life? How can I put it together? Mm-hmm. What can I, once I think about as I lay down, because there's a lot of stuff, like mm-hmm. people who have kids, when I lay, when I put them to bed and I lay down at night and I, I lay down, is there a sense of appreciation for what I've done today? Um, did I feel like I've treated my, like I treated my spouse or my, or my kid or my family member as good as I could have? Mm-hmm. And it's not, to, it's not to say that you always should have gone you know, above and beyond and bottom flowers every day. Maybe that, maybe if that's in your budget, you can, uh, if you think that that's treating your spouse or your kid or, or your, your family member with the highest regard, but it's, I think it's simply kind of talking about, um, did I, did I treat people with the utmost respect today? Mm -hmm. Um, when I was in these situations and that's why I say the Bible makes you be a critic. it, It makes you, it transforms you. If you let it, it transforms you into a critical thinker. Did I, did I respect people today? Did I trust in the Lord? Did I step back and trust in the Lord? Did I take that time to, to meditate and think about 
my next move and trust that the Lord could get me. And when I saw a gap, trust that the, that the Lord could get me from point A to point B when I've done everything, when I've thought through everything. And when I sit here and I meditate and there was a stressor, did I trust the Lord to get me out of that stressor? Mm-hmm. And when I have time to kind of reflect on everything, am I pondering this in my heart? So in the breakdown, it says, be angry, yet do not sin. And when we look at the phrase, yet do not sin, it's the, again, the conjunctive wall, which is a connection. Be, it's, a, it's that direct connection between be angry and don't sin. So those go together. I'm angry, but I don't sin. And it's almost like, okay, be angry, but never sin. All right. So every time I think about being angry, mm-hmm. it needs to be accompanied. I need to be thinking through not sinning, mm-hmm. period. You know what I mean? And when I move on to looking at, it goes on to talk about uh, be angry, yet do not sin. And it says on your bed. And when we think about bed, of course, it's a place of lying down on a couch or something like that, but it's the act of lying. And I think lying down, like it's the act of, I think of that as a place of rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. When you're lying down, you're resting, you're relaxing. So in your least or your lowest, it should be your lowest state of stress. And this is crazy. And you should, in a time where it should be your lowest state of stress, when you're relaxing, when you're lying down, when you're taking it easy, you should be able to go and as the Bible says, now it has another conjunctive wall, search your heart and be still. Mm-hmm. Conjunctive wall between searching your heart and being still. Mm-hmm. So searching your heart, uh, it's, it's to, 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 the word is to utter, to, to say, to speak. Um, and then your heart is like the inner man, the mind, the will, of course, the heart. So it's like speak within yourself, you know, have a conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. talk to yourself, think about all of like, not only think about in your mind, but think about everything that went on today and be still this word. And we talked about that earlier. This word being still, um, is not, it's, it's different from Psalms 46 and 10, where in Psalms 46 and 10, you were talking about to sink and to relax, to just completely allow yourself to disengage. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about this one, I think in this context, it's being unwilling to speak, speak. So it's just like, I'm just taking a second to relax and, stop and reflect and I'm not speaking out loud maybe but I'm within myself I'm talking and I'm thinking about everything that went on in the day and I'm trying to be very intentional about reflecting within myself and it's crazy because what happens is and I hear a lot of I hear a lot of women say this and and and, and probably a lot of men too but man when I go down to late when I go to, to lay down at night there's just a lot of stress going through my mind. There's a lot of stuff going through my mind, things that happened to me in the past, things that happened to me today. Um, and so I, I can't, it's hard for me to fall asleep because I have so many things running through my mind. And that's crazy because the Lord has designated laying down as a time for you to reflect, especially at the nighttime when you're going to bed. But if the enemy can intercept, if you've been through turmoil all day, or you've had a, not even through turmoil, if you've been through stress all day, and by the time that you go to get in a place of non-stress and relaxation, your mind is still stressed, then you live in a constant state of stress. And it's like, that's when I start to get depression. That's when I start to get anxious. That's when I, that, cause that, because I'm asking for relief. God, when can I just have some relief? When can I just have some peace of mind? Like that's the phrase. 
but can I just have some peace of mind to take it easy? Yeah. I don't know, man. You got to. And that's that's, I think, where that journey begins, because once you realize I don't have any peace of mind, mm-hmm. Lord, how do I get it? How do I prepare myself or position myself to put myself in a place to where I can get peace of mind? I think, you know, for me, I'm kind of on that journey. Mm-hmm. When you start stepping back from certain things, mm-hmm. you start to see at a very base level where those stressors come from. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's distress or coming from my job. My boss is calling me, telling me that at nighttime when I'm trying to, you know, I, I feel like my house is my sanctuary. <laughs> but when I'm at home, my boss has my number. So my boss is texting me. You made a mistake on this PowerPoint. You need to da da da. This and that so on and so forth. It's like you've invaded my space. Mm-hmm. Now, even though it's through the phone and I now have to make a stressful decision of whether or not I want to ignore you or respond back mm-hmm. because I know it's going to be a problem tomorrow. But I'm frustrated. I'm about to respond back in anger. Because you even came at me like that. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you just ask me instead of disrespecting me through text? Or you call me. I don't want to talk to you right they now. They don't respect you. They don't respect you. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to you right now, man. I just want to relax with my family. And so once you step back from that, once you push, once you position yourself to, oh, it's my boss is a stressor. This job, this whole sort of rat race mentality is a stressor yes. that's causing me to, to, to not feel safe. Mm-hmm. It's causing me to... To, 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 to not be able to lie down at night and whatever, if you're reading affirmations or whatever you're doing, if you're trying to meditate on the Lord, it's stopping me from meditating and sitting in peace, sitting in silence and reflecting on the day, my goods, my bads, my highs, my lows, and what I can do better tomorrow. It's stopping me when I'm worried about my own problems mm-hmm. and, and, and what somebody did wrong to me. I can't even think about, you know, what I did, to my, what I did right or wrong for my kid. And I think that negativity exacerbates over to other areas like, man, I probably went off with my kid. Mm-hmm. I need to do better. But when you get in the moment, the next day, you snap again. Yeah. It's like, dang, I told myself I wasn't going to snap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I snapped again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at some point in time, you got to get good at You got to back away from stressors enough to be able to get good at And it might take years to be able to say, okay, and then years to get to that place. Mm-hmm. But then more time to, to get better, but to say, okay, I'm in the moment right now. I just snapped. I need to stop and I need to apologize right now. I don't need to wait till tomorrow mm-hmm. and the next day I need to apologize right now. Or I need to slow down in the middle of the sentence. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking as you were saying, it's good when you can reflect on your own, um, on your day and like everything, but sometimes people need direction, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's where therapy comes in. Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah, if you can use therapy and... Yeah, you can use therapy and step back. Absolutely. Well, no, I'm saying that because sometimes people, they they have this... They lay down and I'm one of those people that like my mind just like race, races at night. And it's not even really... For me, it's not even really about bad stuff or just yeah. or stuff that happened. It's not even that. For me, it's just... <clears throat> Oh man, I got these clothes right here that I did. I, I ain't I ain't folded in a long time, or it's just chores and just like, oh man, I got this assignment. Okay, what do I need to do tomorrow? I'm just like laying out what I need to do in my day. Yeah, how, what I didn't do today and what I need to do tomorrow, and just like the, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that races through my mind at night. I don't think that's a bad reflection, though. It's not. It's not bad, but it, it is something that keeps me from going to sleep mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. Um, which I think I've I've gotten better. 
with it, but it still is something that happens, and it does keep me from going to sleep. Learning how to shut your mind off. Yes, exactly. And that, for me, is where the meditation part comes, because it's like, okay, like, literally emptying your mind, because the place where it's supposed to be nothing, it's Mm -hmm. a bunch of nothing. Like, it's it's nothing, but it's a bunch of nothing. (laughs) Like, it's a bunch of stuff that's, like, kind of meaningless. Like, so just, you can think about that tomorrow. Like, Mm -hmm chill for now you know about the therapy you're saying yeah somebody needing therapy though well yeah so the thing about therapy is sometimes for the people that are thinking about or they're stressed but they don't know why Mm -hmm. i'm I'm laying at night and i and i don't have peace but i don't know why i don't know what's causing this not peace i haven't done anything today today i didn't have work today i i don't even have my kids there with their dad or just whatever and but I'm still stressed. I still mm-hmm. feel like my heart is racing. I still feel, and they they don't understand where that's coming from and why. Therapy is where they need to go because I mean yes, God will show you some things, but but being able to talk through and have somebody kind of lead you to and ask you questions that are reflective because a lot of times people think therapy is. The therapy, so you go into somebody and they're gonna tell you what to do and they're gonna give you all the answers to your questions. That's not what it is. It is me helping you reflect on your life and your stressors and what's bothering you because sometimes people just really don't know because it's just so it's just so locked in their subconscious and it's stuff that maybe they haven't thought about in a long time or you know, things that. They thought they were over, but it really is still because because, you know, even for like we talk about forgiveness being a journey. Mm-hmm. It's not something that all the time. I mean, sometimes you can say, yes, I forgive you. And then it, it be it. But for some people, it's I forgive you. And then something else will happen. And it brings up those emotions again. And it's like, oh, man, like I got to I'm going through this whole thing again. And I have to forgive you again. Yeah. You know, so. For some people, like... The squeeze goes and comes back. Yeah, exactly. And they have to... And they don't understand... They don't understand their emotions and why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. So I feel like... I feel like they need to go to therapy for that because even with that, you talk... Like, when we talk about when you face... There's some stuff that people don't want to face because... When you face some stuff, it is hard. Yes, like when I went, when I first started going to therapy, I was, I thought, I thought, oh man, like this is going to be refreshing and, and it's going to be de-stressing. It's not. Yeah. It's not because you're, un, you're opening up old wounds mm-hmm. and you're opening up things that you really have not thought about in a long time. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you are going to think about all day. Yeah. It is something that you are going to reflect back on and because you have to. It's part of doing the work. If you if you are trying to be a better person and you're trying to see if we're specifically talking about anger, right? Mm-hmm. If you're trying to see why am I so angry all the time? Or why am I so angry at my spouse? Or why do I hate when my kids do X, Y, and Z or, or my family member or my work or my, you know, what is it about these components that make me so angry? And when you yeah. reflect back and you think to yourself, oh, it's because I was never respected as a child. Mm-hmm. I was never, as my parents never spoke to me with respect and I hated that. Yeah. They would yell at me. They would hit me. They would, 
you know, allow other people to disrespect me as well. They disrespect me in front of people. They would disrespect me in front of people. And so when I feel like somebody, when I feel those things, because the body remembers that. Mm -hmm. The body holds on to that trauma. That's a trauma for you. Yeah. You know? And so when you, so in therapy, you're, they're going to ask you questions. You're going to reflect back and you're going to say, okay, this is, I remember. So they're going to be like, so when's the last time you felt blah, 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 blah. Okay. This is what happened. Now you're opening up on old wounds. Now you're opening up old hurts, you know, and situations that happen. Now you're thinking about it and that hurts. Yeah. That to face that, to go back to these things that you haven't thought about in a long time, that hurts and it's frustrating. And it, and you, you go, you go back through those feelings and it's like, Oh man, that sucked. Like I hate that I had to go through that. But you have to go back to your your childhood mm-hmm. and and heal that child, that inner child within you. Yeah. That never got the coddling. I was gonna say I was gonna make that point. You are a culmination of your experiences. Mm-hmm. So your your experiences are gonna follow you all the way up. You mm-hmm. be twenty six. Mm-hmm. You can be twenty six, and you're sitting at lunch. <laughs> Can't work. And that that what happened to you at twelve mm-hmm. um, is shaping mm-hmm. how you approach people, how you interact with people. Yes. It just is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether you're mature enough to, or you're spiritual enough to hear the Lord uh, tell you stuff, um, and, and 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 the Lord be your therapy, mm-hmm. or you know, the Lord's. If you don't have that that sense of direction. The Lord is also opening up a, an opportunity for you to go to therapy mm-hmm. for you to get that direction mm-hmm. and say, okay, I don't know where to, I know, I know I have a problem. So you can sit down with the therapist and say, I have a problem. I haven't been able to be to sleep. These are the things that I'm talking about mm-hmm. or I'm thinking about uh, when I sleep and I just, I don't know how to. And I think that's part of your, your, what you're learning in your, your uh, mind, mm-hmm. body, and soul, your degree. But um, I'm able to sit down and say, okay, this is the problem. Can you help me talk through this to help you get that direction? Because we lack, because we, we, we perish because we don't have that vision. Mm-hmm. And whether it's perishing because, whether it's perishing, perishing in, a ter- in terms of, um, uh, like, just not seeing your life go the way that you expected it to go or you wanted it to go or you're trying to get it to go, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you try to get it to get on track, it's not going there. Or perishing in terms of, you know, self-harm mm-hmm. or something like that. I think it's all related because you don't have a direction mm-hmm. to get this weight off of you. Mm-hmm. And so when you stay under that weight, the Lord talks about making a way. Like in Corinthians, it talks about um, the Lord. Because people always quote it as he, is, he won't give us more than we can bear. When the, mm-hmm. when the, when the text really says he's made a way of, of escape. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he's focused on. You know, he's given us a way of escape. Mm-hmm. You can sit and that's what he's trying to contrast. You can sit under the weight of what you're carrying Mm -hmm. or you can cast your cares your anxieties your stresses on me so that I can take care of that Mm -hmm. you know so if I think that's part of the searching process that Mm -hmm. I think Psalms talked about a little bit earlier searching your soul like what was it Psalm 73 or something like that Um, uh, Psalm 77 I'm sorry Uh, uh, nope yeah it was 77 Psalm 77 um uh, my spirit made a diligent search. When I'm looking through and I'm searching, I say to myself, I need help. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. And go get help. Yes. Don't, don't, it's like, we have so much opportunity mm-hmm. to change. You could be whatever, whatever the issue is, you know, whether you're 
struggling emotionally, you're struggling with drugs or addiction or whatever, we always have the opposite. Like people always, man, you act like you got to get it right on the first time. And it's like, no, I don't. You know, I can keep on trying at this. And I guess I'll, I'll make my final thoughts. I can keep trying on this over and over and over again. But my goal every time I try is to get slightly better yeah. at something. I don't do this anymore because that's that was my goal. And it was a slight increment. And so when I look back over 15 years, they say, man, you came so far because I, I just changed something incrementally. Um, I just wanted to say the remember like maybe a week or two ago when we were talking about your words being uh, like medicine. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what scripture it was. I've been thinking about that. I cannot. I cannot remember what scripture. I'm pretty sure I can find it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's talking about the healing one that that, that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. The proverb. Yeah, I, I probably got it written down somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, when you're angry, this is this is part of the be angry and sin not. Yeah. Because your words are supposed to be like medicine to people. If you're mm-hmm. supposed to be, um, if you're supposed to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be following through following His path, like when we talk to people, we don't need to be hurting people and leaving leaving darts. Yeah. You know, and and hurting them yeah. with our words. We need to. Our words are an instrument. Got to be They really are. Yeah. Like our words are really an instrument, and we can really, you can really kill somebody's self esteem mm-hmm. by talking mm-hmm. to them in anger. Mm-hmm. You know, even if your tone, even if you're not yelling at them, what you're saying out of anger yep. can really, really destroy somebody. Yep. So with. Like the scripture said, our words are supposed to be like medicine and not hurt people, you know? So that's just, that. that's my uh, final thing because I was thinking about thinking about that scripture and thinking about that Bible study because it was so good. Um, and I'll find that scripture at some point if you want me to. Yeah, that proverb one. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I think that was a pretty good take. Next week, I guess we're going to talk about Psalms 4 and 5. Um, so thanks for tuning in with us. Thanks for... Um, listening and, and we hope that this was a blessing and that you can leverage these words to um, in your own life to try to elevate or think about living life differently than what you've lived it before. Be blessed and take care.